blowing all the smoke, baby, I ain't in a haze, though Look into her eyes, they a different type of haze, oh I've been getting money, but I'm mentally unstable All these girls be on me, but I promise I'll be faithful, yeah Welcome back to Bobcast 2022, bringing you the first episode, one out of 52 episodes in 52 weeks. My name is Ryan Sullivan, also known as Sully Bop. I'm a rapper, producer, DJ, and business owner from New Jersey, and I interview outliers who are breaking the mold, regardless of the status quo. Today on the podcast, we have rapper, singer, songwriter, artist, Ethan Ross. This is his song, brand new song, Sinister, playing for you right now. Let's get to the interview. Thanks for tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Bobcast. Today on the show, we're going to do an introduction this yes, time. Yes, sir. Ethan Ross. Wow. It is I. What's up, my man? With Sully How Bob. How you doing, my brother? I had to shake your hand with the wrong it's hand. It's all good. It's usually under the mic awkward handshake. Okay, we'll under the mic it. works. We got to do it, man. Good yeah. shit, man. Yo, long time coming. Great to have you here. Great to be doing this today. Uh, Ethan Ross, rapper, artist, lyricist. Um, you know, one of the most notable MCs, rappers in New Jersey right now. Um, I know it. you're between Jersey and L.A., and we're definitely going to dive into that, too. From time but, to time. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, I've been following your stuff for, for a few years now. And I just, like I said, I, I talk to a lot of artists, and you're a prolific dude. I just think that you're wow. out here doing it. You're actually, like I said, I feel like you, you're you one of the artists who kind of broke through the threshold of becoming a, you know, full-time artist, Definitely. so to say. And, and, it's, and it's motivating for, for, for us who maybe aren't at that point or, or, or people, artists that are grinding, doing the nine to five and doing all, you, yeah. know, you did all of it. So it's like, yeah. uh, you know, and I none of the this, worst jobs and none of this is guaranteed, man. So it's nah, like, you about to make it guaranteed. Yeah. You got to live every day like that. Yeah. Like I might not, I don't know what's happening tomorrow. Like, is that a thought that you have? Like when you're, you know, going through your day and it's like, it's like do you, do you, do you think like, man, I'm like, this is kind of crazy that I can do this now. Or like, do you realize, uh, do nah. you think more like, all right, I put in that grind work. I'm supposed to be here. Like. I think about it. Like I did so much over so many years and I'm ready to keep doing what I have to do over the next few years because what, what I want might not happen tomorrow or the day after, but I have to be prepared for long-term, not short-term. Mm. It's all long-term stuff. So when did you have this kind of like mindset as you were, like yeah. from the beginning or yeah since 2018 i had this mindset why 2018 in particular 2018 is when i noticed uh my band was like drifting apart so i was like it's all or nothing with my solo career because mm. when you're in a band and you and the band is breaking up and whatnot like to keep doing music you have to have like a solid sense of self so that when everything falls apart around you you believe in yourself as a solo artist to not like depend on the group project because i still love those guys and everything but i knew that if the band didn't work out i had to be ready to be solo just in case when it comes to 
when it came to the group though like i hate to like go back to that of like how you guys split but no like, it's not traumatic for me or anything we could mm-hmm. discuss yeah like what what was that what was it like though to like well let's take it back even further mm-hmm. then. like what was it like to be in a group that performed together like and made music together versus the solo like what what's we that contrast just all, like? we just all treated it like a relationship it's like a relationship you know like i haven't even had that many romantic relationships but being in a band especially a band where like we all had friendships that mixed with the band it really was relationship maintenance and Mm -hmm. beyond the music it it was it was a lot of emotions in the mix and and we had to maintain and regulate like every time we saw each other so it was just a mix of things it's chaotic Mm -hmm. we made it work for a very long time we toured we played what felt like at least 200 shows together made a whole bunch of music and all it really is is just like how good can you communicate with others It's really a test of that. It's not just the music itself you're saying. It's actually nah, everything the, around the, the music. band. The band, at least our band, wasn't even about the music. We were, we were like becoming an entertainment entity where like people were kind of coming to us for for the brand because our brand was so strong as like this boy band that played instruments. We we had fans that really liked us for the shock factor of like. What was the group? Found Vegas. Okay. Like Las Vegas, but Found Vegas. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it was dope. I came up with the name in the park. I remember in like Caldwell at night, we were just trying to think of a name in the park, and it was me, Alex, and John. And then we came up with the name. We ran, we ran it like we let the band run its course. I still miss the band. I love those guys. Those are my brothers. How did you come up all together like that? How did you do all those shows? Like, what was you, like? You don't have to go through the entire thing if you don't want to. But it was like, a brotherhood. Yeah, but like, like I guess what I'm asking is like, how do you get booked on a show? Like, how do you get known? Like, how do you start? Like, how do you do that? For me, my whole approach is just reach out, like like promoters. And stuff. You reached out to me, or I reached out to you. Which um, one was it? I I grabbed you at the la- at that Mad Mons the other day, and I was like, "Come on, right. my fucking podcast." That's, that's usually <laughs> my that's usually my approach, but virtually. Got it. Me too. Yeah. DMs. No, yeah. I just DM people back in Facebook. I used to just hop on Facebook Messenger, like try to reach out to people, like or mutuals, like. Mm-hmm. Mutuals with people I went to high school with I'd find out who's putting on shows and I'd play every single show and when I couldn't pop out or like when it wasn't a solo thing I brought my band and then it became the other way around it became like every show I found my band would play Mm -hmm. instead of me but towards the end of my band before we went on like indefinite hiatus I started is that auto-tune? What? (laughs) Sound like you auto-tune on my voice we went on high. Hey, hey, hey. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> if that I, was mad dude, funny. Dude, if I had the plug and I would put you on auto <laughs> Yo, just like let's double it. Yo. Put some reverb. Dude, I'm I'll do it in Yo. post for sure. Um now when I have my producer here, it's easier to do this stuff. Swag. But um Yeah. But anyways, yeah, you were asking about shows? Yeah, I mean like I guess like, so, I'm, like I'm always very interested in the come up and like kind of just how things <clears> come together because yeah. cuz I even know I even look at Devin and Turk and like kind of their grind for the- I love Turk. I talked to Turk. Well, actually, I haven't talked to Turk in a couple of weeks, but like we we're friends. Dude, he came here, he did this podcast and it was definitely one of the best like interviews that I had done for the whole year. Like it, it like Yeah, he says great things. No, yeah, with no like preparation or nothing just kind of yeah. sitting down bullshit just vibes. yeah just vi- that's why, why i love, I love artists dude that's why i love artists man. yeah because i'm able to be so honest with turkey yeah. he just always has the best things to say he goes he goes yo so he's like if we live close it would be bad 
And I'm like, yeah, I know. He's Why? Because like, then we would hang out all the time, dude. And we would like be smoking, making music, doing whatever That's shit cool. we want to do. It's like. I love Turk for that. Yeah, yeah. I live close to Turk, so I have that privilege. Yeah, it's like. Uh, being no. so close to him. You know, obviously it's a good thing. We're just joking around, but. Yeah. But, um, Orhun but, is the man. Who's that? Orhun. Turkish Royale is the name Orhun. Oh, yes, yes, yes. His actual name. I yeah. love Orhun, bro. Like, ever since I met him, I met him in, like, 2018. Like, we both hit it off right away. Yep. Such a great guy. Yeah, and he has that real, like, he kind of, like, sees it, man. He just kind of sees reality, like, as it is. You yeah. Know? Yeah, he's really in he's that no mindset. He's no BS. No BS, yeah. And his fucking music is great. <clears throat> yeah, his And his voice fire. is dope, you know? Dope-ass voice. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, like, he always brings the energy, man. I really love that shit. And you know what? Like, I don't... How I kind of got to all this, man, is mm-hmm. that I was interning for Tyler Braddock. I don't know if you know who he is. Of course. Yeah, so... Back in 2018, I remember all that, bro. Yeah, yeah, word. That's crazy, because I was... Yeah, I was inter- interning for free for him. So He posted something on his story, Instagram story. Hey, we're looking for somebody to help out for free or whatever. <laughs> So I said, all right. That's the move. I live like an hour away, dude. But I was like, whatever. I don't really care. And then, yeah, man. um, One day, these guys come into the studio. uh, Progress, Cy, Turk. um, Cy is the homie, too. Yeah, Cy had him on the podcast, too. Great podcast as well. And, like, I just met these dudes. And I'm like, these guys are dope. Like, I like what they're doing. Really good people. Got introduced to Mad Minds and kind of that's the rest is history but yeah the rest is hit yo mad minds really gained me so much just as a person as an artist yeah because from doing those local events i was able to gain serious fans before internet <clears throat> before internet pool like the local shows got me my first actual fans really well and just like going to colleges and meeting people but yeah how what about um man there's so many directions i can go but what any just, direction is what cool. just popped into my head was the freestyles at the mall and shit that you yeah, did all that shit was Those it fun was did you like just like what was the what, one day you were like hey we should do this shit or like how did that happen yeah i think one day we were just like yo well no it was margie you know blue men jay you familiar yeah yeah i know yep so margie margie and i like we haven't talked in a while but we're like mad close like yeah margie she's great people and she she was the one that told me to um she was the one who told me to freestyle at wendy's that was the first viral TikTok video I made in in 2019. And this was after like a slump period of me not really doing much and my parents even questioning me. Like I remember being in the car with my dad. We were on our way to like visit my sister in the city and because my sister was living out there. Well, she still lives out there, but this is when she lived in a different part of the city. Um, and we were on the way and he was like, so, so what's new? Like with the music, what's the plan? And I was like, uh-oh, here we go. He wants to know what my plan is. Now, like, people can't even ask me that because I'll literally start talking for 15 minutes straight and they don't want to hear it because now I have such precise explanations, even though it's, like, half bullshit because, really, I'm just going with the flow. But, like, if people really want an explanation for, like, my rollout plans, what I'm doing, I will explain it and I will go into detail and I'll make sure I bore you just to be petty. Because, like, if you want to ask me some questions like that, regardless of who you are, I'll be like, bro, you really want to ask me that? Like, I'll give you the real answer you don't want to hear. Like, every time I talk to this one girl, I'm not going to say her name because she might hear this, but, like, she, she like, the first time I chilled with her, she, like, really didn't want to hear about my music, and she's, like, kind of finding herself and whatnot. So I feel like it makes her uncomfortable as, like, a person who's, like, 
insecure to hear somebody's dreams working out and they're like hanging out even though like i'm not even trying to rub it in her face but she she's like weird about that so she'll straight up see my posts and everything and when i text her because i like her she's mad cool and she's like dope people but i'll text her and she'll be like how's the music going and i'm like it's going great thank you like i think you knew it was going great already like she knows because i literally tell her i told her like yeah i'm doing this for a living this that and the third but she's like oh like we got to talk about something else like i'd rather hear about other things like i don't even talk about my music that much especially when i'm hanging out one-on-one -on, -one on people with people like and it's not an interview like i try to talk about other things but like to completely dismiss it it's like bruh then don't then the next time don't hit me with oh hey so how's the music going because you know what type of answer i'm gonna give and i'm gonna go into excruciating detail for 15 minutes because you're gonna see how passionate I am about this. So yeah, that's why like no one in my family even asks anymore because they know. But back at that point, before the first viral TikTok video, they didn't know because I didn't have shit going on. I was still doing like one to two songs a month on SoundCloud. They were doing close to no plays at all, but I still believed in what I was doing. Why? Because I thought I was dope and I still think I'm dope. I actually think I'm way better now than I was before. But yeah, I didn't have much going for me at the time. I just had like a small local following and like handfuls of fans here and there. Like some people in PA liked me, some people in New York liked me, some people in new jersey like me i didn't have like internet momentum or like clout clout so yeah like it didn't look like much was going on and then tiktok happened when um i went to the mall just to rap to people i was with gino you know gino five yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. i was with gino five because gino five and i used to be like best gino if you're listening to this hit me dude i want to have you up here I love Gino Fibro, but he and i used to be like besties like this dude literally took me off the ground and like put me on with like everybody he knew he introduced me to like the hundreds of people probably like this dude did stuff for me he did not have to do out of like the love and him genuinely thinking i was good he just wanted to see me win and he put me in a position to do it so like we just st always stayed in touch even though we don't like see each other that much anymore it's still all love like he's done so much for me mm -hmm. so i love that guy yeah but you're so you're going to the wendy's yeah we were at willowbrook mall that's that's okay. what i was gonna get back to so gino was there me and gino were there and margie was there and margie's sister natalie was there and margie of course like because that that's why margie and i always clicked like we always had good ideas that like clicked with each other not always with music because we didn't vibe in like a musical sense but like we vibed with like ideas and shit so she'd be like yo ethan try to try to freestyle over there for the wendy's people i'm like nah i don't know if i want to do that she's like no do it just trust me then i did it uh she took the video it, it was pretty fire like it was it was cool and then um i went over trippy draws house you know trippy draws i don't think so she is a huge tiktoker like huge like gigantic like i'm talking like like one of the big ones well one of the many big ones because yeah. there's a lot uh, bro trippy one. draws is like big time now trippy draws goes crazy and she's from hackettstown new jersey like around there she's from warren county i wonder if she's so. doing a podcast well i think she's out in la now yeah, or something, okay. something. She probably moved. yeah so i went to trippy draws house with the wendy's video like saved and i showed her trippy was like 
just get on TikTok, man. Like, you're going to blow up. Like, what are you doing? I was like, okay, whatever. I uploaded it to Twitter. Wendy's, like, commented on it. They're like, hey, something, something. It's cool. It got, like, maybe a 1,000 views on Twitter. I'm like, okay. Then I uploaded to TikTok. Viral. Literally in, like, hours. Viral. We we drove back to Tom's house, and then I was, like, recording music. And as I was recording the songs, I was like, bro, like, my music is not even going like that right now. Like, the TikToks are what's going. So I started to put more energy into my TikToks than I was putting into the actual music, which, like, at the time was neither a good thing or a bad thing. It was impossible to gauge yeah. because of where I was. And this was, like, early 2019. This is, like, March. So I was going viral, viral on TikTok. I was panicking about it because, you you know at the job i was working at literally nobody believed me i'd be walking in being like yo i'm viral on this platform but nobody cared i let it get to me i let it like hurt my feelings my, my egos there's a lot of ego I, i've I, I was a lot more egotistical back then so i was like yo why, why do you guys not care that i'm like going viral like what's good like but then i was like nah this is my job like i gotta just relax like my co-workers aren't supposed to care about all of this stuff so um yeah, I just kept going viral. I kept doing more videos like the Wendy's one. Uh, clout started building on Insta because I started posting more and more videos like that on my Insta. Um, some artists started finding me and I was like, yo, like I want to work with these guys. Like, like this dude lost L X S T who like, we still follow each other. We're cool. He's super dope. And, um, Artists like him, we we didn't know this, but we ended up doing the same type of music, which at the time was like melodic emo rap. And then, so I kept going with the music on top of the viral TikToks because I was like, I make music too. I'm not going to stop. So I kept putting out music. I would use my TikTok viral videos to leverage all of my music drops. So, um... I, I started having influxes of fans coming from TikTok to my YouTube specifically to like watch my music videos, like my music video for Fix and my music video for for cocaine and my music video for like the the little rap videos I did and like it, it was some some nice cross platform stuff going on and uh, then promoting sounds found me in like late May. Um, this is like around the time I did the Apple Store freestyle. You remember that? I, I do. There, yeah. it's, it's, that's it's a lot of people's favorite. That's a lot of people's... That, that's how my boy Isaac found me. Who He and I are still friends to this day. And he also kind of slid in on like the, the emo melodic rap. So like a lot of just internet people were starting to find me because of like my Insta presence and like my TikTok presence and whatnot. So um, I kept going with the music and I kept building more and more momentum. It helped a lot when this channel called Promoting Sounds one day just like randomly hit me on twitter uh fashionably early is my manager's blog and me and my manager were just working on like distro distribution without management terms in 2019 but not gonna lie like since he was getting 15 percent of my royalties he was mad hype when i started going viral on tiktok he's like oh yeah like you're gonna go but my music just wasn't going yet but then promoting sounds they they found me but the song that they posted was only on soundcloud so my spotify wasn't really active yet i only had like a few songs on there it just wasn't really going and then in july after just like such a long dead period of me like building slight traction for my music but not that much katana happened we made katana and that was really the start of like 
music for me like because katana went like we didn't even know it was gonna go like that but it went the start of of the music instead of the content itself like the music yeah the start of the music being a big mover for me instead of like only the content because ideally as an artist you want people to thoroughly enjoy your music whether or not it has all the content in the world around it and like you could be a spectacular content creator and have like plenty of music that just is not resonating or just is not really uh pulling fans towards you and like katana broke so many boundaries like katana is still getting placed on youtube channels and editorial playlists and like people are still gravitating toward like that song is still streaming like seven eight k streams a day on spotify and like it's still going crazy over two years later so like I learned a lot from that experience and then after that like we made more songs and we just kept going and then slowly but surely I made the transition to like TikTok freestyler to artist because I was like I started this because of the music so and then COVID happened it became harder to do the public freestyles too so yeah when you look back like from 2018 even or before this TikTok or whatever it might be. Yeah. What like is it is it kind of is it like weird or does it feel any type do you feel any sort of way like like when if you would look back objectively at your growth as an artist mm-hmm. and I'm saying this because and you kind of touched on it, but so many artists listen. We don't know how to monetize. We don't know how to build a team. We don't know how to get plays. We don't. I know. still don't know how to do any of that stuff. It, ex- Even if it's stuff yeah. that I've done, I don't know how to break it down. How it's done. I guess what I'm wondering is like, there's a lot of artists, literally a lot of the artists that are around you, that want to be at that level. You know, like that want to have like what level, like to be at the next, like whatever they think the next level is for them. You know what I'm saying? Like it might be a million plays on a song or virality on TikTok or something like that. Like they're that's what they're going for. Those are like the goals. But which one do they want? You have to choose. Well, I guess that's like that's what the extra Spider Man. Like I'm not a superhero. I can't do. A bunch of stuff at once mm-hmm. like bruh spider-man is like peter parker and spider-man yeah. this dude can like fight crime and shoot webs out of his wrists yeah. i am just a guy i'm literally just a guy and and I, i'm kind of dumb like literally i'm a guy I said uh-huh i want to make music mm-hmm. so what did i do <laughs> i made music i feel like i try to simplify that because i'm an overthinker working on it i'm in therapy for all that but like i'm an overthinker in many parts of my life and i don't like that how important i'm not proud of that how important was it is it to you to to focus on one thing like focus on just music like how super super important because when i focus on just the music it ironically lets me focus on a lot of things around the music as well because what's around the music you got pictures you got videos you got your niche you got to figure out your target audience. Where do you think you would tour? Where do you want your videos to be placed? How do you want your pictures to be edited? What is your font? What's your color scheme? What's your color palette? 
Yeah. How are you going to brand yourself? How are you going to artistically present yourself? Because people like to look at stuff that looks nice and shiny and pretty. People like and to consistent. look at... Yeah, and consistent. So, like, as an artist, like, how are you going to take the steps to, to struggle less with deciding all of that? Mm. Because me... I have ADD slash ADHD, whatever it is you want to call it. My mind bounces around a million miles an hour. And when I was sleep deprived for like most of this year, it was worse than it ever was. But the one thing I realized is this. If there's one thing I have to focus on, it's the task at hand that's present in the present moment. So I say, okay, I have these songs. I need to finish these songs and I need to drop these songs. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick this song. I'm going to get it mixed, mastered. I'm going to get the cover art. I'm going to shoot a video. I'm going to do a photo shoot. I'm going to post on Insta, Twitter, and a lot of other places to like engage with the community and try to like get some type of hype around it. And maybe I will be blessed and favored enough to have YouTube channel placements. And then I will receive, wait for it, the Holy Grail. TikToks being made to the song because at one point it's out of your hands. I, I think in, at all, most of the points, yeah, the fans are always smarter than you, yeah, because they know it's hot, mm-hmm. like they know they know what's good. Mm-hmm. More than you do. More than you. They decide what a hit is at the end of the day. Yes. So when when you. Why do you think artists don't get that though? I think it's a decision to understand it or not. Oh, I like that. It's funny because a lot of people like tell me I'm like arrogant and egotistical, but I'm willing to set my ego aside for the fans Mm. because the fans decide what a hit is. Mm. I don't. Yeah. I know what sounds good to me. I know what I like. I listen to some music that other people is straight garbage. My taste is my taste. I don't think my taste is superior to anyone's. Yeah, and truth. I that's how I feel. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I had, I didn't have, I never had a negative opinion of you, but I never Thanks, really, bro. I never really knew you, but I could see that. I'm like, he seems arrogant. He seems really <laughs> like he's yeah, but like, and I'm being honest with you. Like, I'm, no, I, I appreciate that. You. I really appreciate um, that. A lot of people have expressed that I come off like that. Yeah, and which I, is really yeah, interesting. I do this, so I know that I don't know you. So that's why when I do this, then I get to meet you, and now yeah. I know who you are. But yeah. but I I that like first impressions for me are only so um, only hold so much weight because I don't really feel like. People say first impressions are everything, kind of, but you don't really know somebody until you really sit down and talk to them yeah. for a while. Yeah. So like I That's when I give that, people you know? the the opportunity to really like or dislike me because mm-hmm. you're really gonna know after a conversation because I'm me. No matter who I'm talking to or where I am, I'm me unapologetically. Yeah. So I let people decide very quickly if they like me or don't. And they don't have to stick around if they don't like me. Mm-hmm. The only time they might stick around is if they feel like they have to. And it's like why do you feel like you have to? I'm or not they're trying to get you. something from you or something well, like that. Or if they feel bad for me or if they pity me or so. I don't know if that's still a thing that like happens to me, but like I don't know. Like some people have felt like indebted to me, so they felt like they had to like do stuff with me or do stuff for me because they just had to. But like that's how toxicity is formed because then there's expectations. And I like to walk into things, take it super slow, zero expectations. Mm-hmm. Even when I meet when I I meet up with like a producer, like I talk to an artist over Instagram, like 
we can't set in stone that we're going to work because we have to just let the situation ride out first and vibe it out, not force it or nothing. Cause like, I don't know, bro. Like you it's, can't, it's easy to let your like feelings control shit though, especially in this, in this music game too, because it's like, Oh, this is my baby. This is my art. You know, it's like, but it just has to get done. Like things need to get done and things need to move. You treat it like I think I, you know. Well, I'd love to like learn. How do you think about that? Do you separate yourself from the art? Is Ethan Ross an artist, and then there's Ethan Ross you? No, I'm Ethan Ross twenty four seven. But like, I guess when all right, a song, (laughs) dude, I love it. I mean, a song, say a song, um, doesn't do as well as you hoped it would do or something like that. Of course, that's happened many times. Yeah, so do you kind of separate yourself? The song is still gonna be there. I'm not taking it down. Mm And I'll listen to it. I don't care. I have songs that I love that didn't really do anything. And it's like, okay, well, the song's still going to be Normally there. Normally, the ones I like the most that I create are the ones that don't even It's really do as funny. Well. My favorite one that's out so far is Katana, and that's the biggest one. So I don't I will even say, know. that's I had a I had a Suzuki Katana. It's a, I don't know if you have ever seen those, but they're super retro 90s motorcycles. <laughs> that's fire. And I would just I love motorcycles. ride that shit and listen to your song. It was great. Like, it was perfect. Guy. Yeah, like it was. <laughs> Katana's my. Listen, your genre is not a genre that I listen to. I don't even know what the genre is. I mean, either but i was like alternative rap i guess like i guess i'm I'm uh, my spotify thing says underground hip-hop is my like highest played thing so like lyrical like um, like freddie gibbs like that okay that that makes sense yes i I like that too i like that a lot Mm -hmm. that's not currently what i make though but yeah but i so like i think like bones i xavier wolf I I know it, but I don't. I can't. There's Suicide Boys. Oh yeah, I like Suicide. Okay, I mean, I yeah. like them, but I'm not. I don't have any of their songs saved, or you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, but I think it's better though because I can kind of look at it like a little bit more objectively than yeah. if I'm like so di- such a diehard fan of this type of music. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah, kinda, like I, I, I can look make... at your songs and just be like, look, try to look at it really as the song, you know, itself, and not like so tied to the genre or it's this or it's that. Even if you did just tie it to the genre, like that would be okay, and I would understand. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I, I guess don't really it's, mind. I'm what I'm saying. Is, yeah, I don't even have anything to relate it to because I don't listen to that music. So it's like I I think of when somebody says, oh emo rap or whatever that rap is i don't identify with emo rap anymore as like my label what what do you do you have like a genre do you think you're i just call it alt rap alt rap okay cool so i'm still a rapper definitely somebody says alt rap i think of you there's no other like artist that i think of because i don't you're really the first one i've listened to 10 alt rap songs is raw songs i know a lot of people that make my style of music even mm. now that I'm doing like the yeah you know I'm back like that type of music, I'm actually I really know. happy you're doing that. But thank you, me yeah. too. I love it. But I know so many guys that so many that like are in my community that make the exact same type of music I make. We just have different voices and we just have different personalities and lives, so our music is different. Mm. But stylistically, I know so many people that make the same style of music that I would be a total fraud to sit here and be like, oh yeah, I'm the only one. Because yeah. I'm oh, not. Yeah. I literally have friends that are bigger than me and more successful than me in this genre. Yeah. And I look up to them. Literally, I look up to them. Like, and that's part of the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm working and why what I'm doing is going is because I have people around me I look up to. What did Truly. You, what did you think you were going to do with your life? Music. Like from 
say, I knew I was going to be a rock star. Old, 10 years old. Yeah. Really? I was going to be a rock star or a movie director or both. Or I was going to be like a rock star, then a movie director. But like movie director, I don't care if I die and never do shit with movies. I care if I die and nothing happened with the music. I'm making the music happen. I have one life. If I spend this whole life doing music and only music, guess what? I'll be happy. Mm. I'll be happy. If I die at 35 and all I ever did in my life was make music, I'll be a happy man. I swear, bro. Literally, I don't need to be like an actor, like the president. Like, I don't care if I'm all of these things. I love to make music and I love to go perform it. I love to tour and do shows. I love all of it. If that's the only thing I do for the rest of my life, I'm happy with that. For real. I'm not like one of those people that feels the need to do everything, to be honest. I dude, that's uh, that's awesome. I Most people I know it. are so different than that. Makes me take more pride in being like that because I know some people that feel the need to like be like the main character in every way, and they need to be like, oh well, after I'm making music, I need to take over the world and and do all this other stuff. Some just little to, dicky shit. I'm gonna go make a show. Yeah, like it's bro, like it's cool. You want to do that, but like you need to understand that like there's people like me that just want the simpler part of this and. Yeah, I want to be a superstar and like do all of that and whatnot, but like I'm cool with just being a music artist. When it comes to if my yeah. acting career never works out, okay. I can totally <laughs> see you doing that, but I but for yeah, sure. But yeah. if it doesn't work out, okay. The music's I, gonna work out though. This from coming from somebody who like I work for myself, you know, you yeah, work for yourself. Very but, cool. But but what is what is your what is a day to day of somebody who does music like full time? Like you don't have to if you don't want to go through like, you know, what you do in a day, that's okay. But like figure out what you're prioritizing mm -hmm. and move from most important down. And just make sure that you're straight first. Do you have like a morning routine or anything? Or do you I'm have working on it. Okay. okay I just cool. started like making sure I wake up way earlier. So like I go through my beats. I go through my emails. I make sure that everything's scheduled and all set up throughout the week. What features I'm doing, who I'm collaborating with, my solo stuff I'm working on. What am I getting mixed and who's mixing it? Cover art, my release schedule. Is my release schedule written out? Well, if not, I have to figure that out. Can I even predict it? I don't know. All these questions are up in the air, but I figure it out. And also, like, I've been taking a lot of this year to really tend to myself, like, beyond the music, so I could be even better for the music. Like, that's why I started going to therapy. I started being more social, having, like, more meaningful interactions with people and trying to like pay more attention to people around me mm -hmm. and like i've been strengthening certain relationships around me just by like by being more present and like i guess i'm like less agreeable and i'm actually probably less likable than i was like two three years ago but i'm more authentic than i was two three years ago so i'm happier because there's people around me now that appreciate me for who i am instead of a facade mm. Yeah, we we yeah. talked about that a little bit when we were I on used the to phone have like point. more of a facade and now it's like you know, I have these quirks about me that are just kind of crazy and weird, but I know other people like that too and we get along. So I I was blessed with that this year to come across so many people who who share these intricacies who share these interests and I'm like, you know, maybe I wasn't so bad after all because there's really an audience for everything and there's really a friend group for everything. So, mm. yeah. 
Yeah, like we talked about on the phone, like being stretched too thin is fucking brutal. But it's, <laughs> oh wow, I was a mess that day. Oh yeah, it's but it's it, crazy. It's it's like I don't know how it is for you, but it it almost feels like you can kind of like you're on this track and you don't ha- realize once you take a second to realize like oh my god like i'm like doing so much right now like i'm this is I'm i don't realize out. how much i'm doing because like when you don't work like a regular job sometimes you feel like you're not doing anything when in reality you're doing a lot and you're still making money like bruh it is a lot it is a lot. Like when I was at those jobs, like one of my favorite things about being at those jobs, I was able to trick my mind into being convinced I was doing something when I was not doing anything. I'd be walking around wasting time at that job, getting paid what, like 10 an hour, 11 an hour, convincing myself that it's okay for me to feel relaxed because, oh, I'm at a job. I'm allowed to, to, to feel like I'm doing something. When in reality, what was I doing? Just standing around and just doing whatever and yeah it was just an expectation i set for myself and i'm glad i'm starting to delete those expectations do you think that there was your level of comfortability in life changed when you made a transition to become an artist full-time um i still struggled with the same comfortability issues because i think a lot of that just comes from like self-comfort and like i struggle with a lot of insecurities i'm super open about my insecurities like so i still i still kind of tackle those head on and everything Mm -hmm. like again for the fit time that's why i go to therapy is to like try my best to handle all that so it was your uh, it was your doing like you wanted to go to therapy for yourself oh yeah i was I was doing horribly in like June of this year. Mm-hmm. Obviously not in terms of like music or public image or any of that, but like internally, privately, I was very bad. Like felt really bad. One morning I woke up, I woke up at like seven in the morning. I slept over at my friend's house. I'm like, yeah, nah, this is eating at me. I need I need therapy. So I spent like an hour, two hours going down my insurance list and just calling every single person I could. I found a guy. It's cool. Like, is he like the greatest fucking therapist? No, but it gives me the opportunity to like verbalize my thoughts and kind of find the solutions to problems that I have, like just by talking it through and being expressive. And like, I've faced certain fears. I've overcome certain phobias and like coming out of my shell again and, and, I, I found more self-confidence because I started to do that. And like, honestly, I don't care what anybody thinks of it because that shit, it helped me and it continues to help me. That's why I still go. I need to talk it out with somebody, with anybody. That's why like, even when his advice isn't the best, I don't really care because like, I'm more there to like express and and find find what it is and i'm finding it and i'm not running to like drugs or like a girl or even music necessarily to like find all these things and like secure more self-confidence like i went straight to get help because i was like i need help (laughs) i was like i need help like literally i was at that point where i'm like i i need some damn help like not like just the people are like oh yeah no it's too late like he offed himself like you should have been there i didn't want it to get to that point i needed to get help and i wasn't gonna like run to a family member or like anything i needed like actual help so that's what i got and thank god i'm doing better you know 
Dude, it's so great that you just said all that. Yeah, I I didn't want to suffer. Like people suffer a lot, and like especially like when you say you suffer, people are like, oh it couldn't have been that bad. But then when people kill themselves or like hurt themselves, people are like oh man, it was that bad, and then it's too late. I don't. I never I understood. I didn't even want it to get halfway there. Yeah, but I never understood not taking that seriously. You have to. Yeah, especially if you can like, yeah. or like a lot of people do struggle with the insurance part. Mm. That's the other problem. Yep. It's like not everybody can easily get a therapist. Yeah, no, for sure. It's and, very difficult. But you'd rec for people who can, you'd recommend it. Yes. If you know, if you have an inkling inclination that you need help. Yeah. That may be a worthwhile know, thing to do. Yes, and like I'm also gonna say, like I know people who can get therapy right now who have the access who just won't. Mm -hmm. Literally. And you think that they need, or they know they need it, bruh. Most people, and this is not my quote, I totally stole this quote from other people. A lot of people go to therapy to deal with people in their lives who don't go to therapy. Deadass. Bruh, my whole life I've been around tons of people, friends, family, whoever. Just everyone refuses to go to therapy. People don't believe in it. Bro, when I was a teenager, I told everybody I wanted to go to therapy. Everybody thought it was a maniac. Like, not like, they weren't like, oh, nah, they were like, you a bitch. For wanting to go to therapy. That shit cut me deep. That shit lit a fire under me. Everybody around me calling me a pussy because of my mental health issues. That's part of the reason why I go so hard as an artist. Because that's the way people treated me. So now I'm like, I'm going to address my mental health issues. And not just in music, in life. Like, I'm going to get help before I need to like go to rehab. Or I need to check myself into a fucking facility. I don't want it to get that bad. So I'm going to go to therapy. And I'm going to write, just write my feelings and set goals and like exercise and drink water and, and go to sleep for like enough hours. Like I'm going to do all these things because if I don't do all these things, no one is going to be able to save me. It's going to be too late. It doesn't matter who's around you. Like if those voices in your head are eating at you, like you could be fucked. Like you need to take care of it. I'm so happy I'm taking care of it to the point where now I can be alone again and it's peaceful. Like after this, I have an hour drive home. I'm okay with it. I'll be fine because I deal with my problems and I know how to talk them through. Like it was just too much. It was a lot. Like I was mad depressed this time last year. And like when you're around other people who like have untreated mental health issues like depression and all that, that can rub off on that could rub off on you you could absorb it all of their sadness and all of their little demons that run around and shit you absorb all of that if you're like a certain type of person i'm not gonna sit here and be like one of those pretentious dickheads who's like oh i'm an empath because i don't even like to call myself an empath but one thing i have done in the past is absorbed other people's problems so when i was in close quarters with other people who were dealing with certain stresses it rubbed off on me and then i got those stresses and they were able to handle it and i was crazy crumbling with that so i was like nah like if the people who are making me upset won't go to therapy it's not my business i have to do it because i have to take care of this for like my fans and the people who support me and the family i want to have one day i don't want to bring a family into this world with me crumbling up here I need to address this and I don't care who thinks I'm weak for it or whatever. It's funny because now everybody's like kind of treating it like it's a thing. Like, oh yeah, like speak out and everything. Well, it's like, yeah, like speak out. But like, 
I don't know, really address it like with professionals or at least try, you know, like because other people weren't able to give me the advice I really needed. A lot of people give very bad advice. You got to steer clear of that. That was scary, was getting bad advice from people. Oh my God. Because when I was 17, 18, and when I first started having panic disorder, when I first started having really bad panic attacks, people would like prey on me. Like there were, there were like older, there was like an older person who like mentored me. She was literally preying on me. Not like, like that, but like preying on me, like she would just suck all the confidence out of me and kind of convince me what path I needed to go in life and try to like get in my head and make me someone who I wasn't because I was in a weak state. She would take advantage of it and try to like make me into the type of person she wanted maybe her to be but she couldn't be that person so she needed to like find a young malleable mind to manipulate and she was manipulating me and she was the same woman way older than me she was the same woman who was telling 17 18 year old me i needed to give up music because it was too late and i look back at that i'm gonna make her eat her words every day that's why i go so hard because she sat across the, the fucking she like sat in front of me looked me in the eye she said nowhere you're going nowhere and i was like wow that hurts because you found me when i was going through all this mental health shit and now you have the audacity to look me straight in the eyes and tell me i'm not gonna do this guess what i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna make you pissed and i'm gonna make you sick because i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna be so huge <laughs> dude, bitch, <laughs> dude, I'm. So <laughs> I'm not perfect. Like I obviously still have like pent up anger and frustration towards this situation, and I still have all this contained animosity. But it's like when you're young and you look up to to these people around you, and they mentor you, and their way of mentoring you is breaking you down while you're already suffering. It it does something to you. It really does. It, it did something to me to hear someone who was like, she was like a figure of influence in my life. And she literally told me while I was like having all this anxiety, like, yeah, you're not going to be able to do this. It's like now I'm 25 and I'm doing this and I'm going to make sure not only am I going to do this, I'm going to get my head checked and I'll make sure I deal with, I'm going to deal with the problems that led me into the room with her because I'm never going to be weak again to the point where I have to run to somebody like that for validation. That's one of the worst drugs is validation. I was crumbling for validation my whole life. I still suffer from that. Most people do. That's why a lot of people use social media is because they, they crave some sort of external validation. And it's so toxic. Toxic is an overused word. My bad for saying that. It's so bad for you. <laughs> I'm gonna just say bad for you. But yeah, like I, I was suffering from anxiety to the point where I needed someone like that woman to, to tell me what was okay and what wasn't. Everything I wanted to do, I ran it by her. So she took advantage of that. And she was like, I was so malleable. I was just really like easily manipulated. And so she found it very easy to tell me, give up music. You can't do this. Like, you can't even get on stage. You're having too much anxiety. Like, you need to go get a real job. It's like, bro, like, you are, like, 50-something telling a 17-year-old not to chase their dreams. I don't know how she sleeps at night. 
because there's so many people like that and i'm really worried that there is another person in my shoes who is being told by by someone like that that they can't do it i'm gonna just i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do this really 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 hardcore like i'm really gonna do this like i'm never gonna stop like if you read the caption i wrote for my spotify raft i meant every word of that with every bit of my soul like i really am going to do this because i don't care if people necessarily understand my experiences because people didn't know me when i was 17 18 19 people didn't know me when i was that kid they didn't most of the people that are around me now have only known me for like a few years so they don't know what i went through those years they don't I guess that's what the music's for, right? <laughs> to it tell is. them what happened those years and how these people treated me. Imagine if there's eight people in your life like that. People fucking live like that. You know, it's like I said this to the other day, which was like kind of a harsh thing to say, but I kind of do mean it. If you don't, if you want an excuse not to pursue your dreams, start telling people about it. Because they will find a way for it not to work. They will always find a way, but I don't even want to give them the chance to find a way. That's what I'm saying. It's like, and that's it's but funny why how do so we many do people that? in my life had had the nerve to like tell me they think I'm weak and tell me they think I'm oversensitive, but like everybody around me was telling me I couldn't make it in music, and now I'm making it in music, and I had so how sensitive am I? How weak am I? How vulnerable? How, not vulnerable. That's the wrong word. How malleable am I? If all these people, like family outside of family, this lady who mentored me, like girlfriends, whatever, dudes, like people around me, everybody was telling me I couldn't make it. How, how much of a bitch am I really? Am I one? I don't think I am. But it's funny that so many people around me like to poke at my sensitivity and tell me I'm too sensitive. But if I really am that sensitive, how am I able to do all the stuff that I do? Mm -hmm. It doesn't really add up. Call me crazy. I don't know. Well, now, <laughs> now, but now you think about it and like we were, like you were saying at the beginning, which I really love, which was mm -hmm. it's, it's an, now it's about, okay, what's the lesson from a lot from, from that is yeah. surround yourself with people who are fucking way better I than you. I surround myself with people I look up to, people who inspire me every mm -hmm. day. People who I want to dress like, yep. people who I want to post like, people who don't hang I out with me for the dress thing, but definitely it's okay. <laughs> you got a beard thing going on. The beard's fire, hella fire. Thank you, I appreciate it. This is I've yeah. haven't since I was fifteen. I never shaved it, so it looks really this is good. Like seven years in the making. Thank you for. I realized <laughs> how how hardcore like girls girls like the the connecting beards as opposed to beards that don't connect. I never even thought of it. I always just had like a beard, but like. Apparently your beard has to connect. Your it doesn't have to, but I don't know, bro. It's a rule. <laughs> it's it's an unspoken <laughs> rule or something. But um, what was I gonna say? S surrounding yourself with people who are oh yeah, surround yourself with people who are just doing it better than you, and then you'll get on their level. Like I love, I love the fact that I've like managed to insert myself into communities where I was like the least successful one and now I'm actually catching up to these guys and they're like willing to collab with me and give me pointers and get on the phone with me and explain things because like I'm willing to be the student and I'm willing to like kind of just bite the bullet and be like okay like maybe I ain't shit in this situation but I'll learn and I'll get better you know I'm, I'm really the student here like I'm talking to artists who have like two three four five hundred thousand monthly listeners I'm listening to what they say because they're they're saying things that that 
I care about because I'm going to get where they're at and then we're going to grow together. And my goal is not even to watch these guys or be better than these guys. I want to be friends with these guys. These are my bros. Like I love these guys, you know? So I, I can't, I'm very community oriented as an artist, which is like, I know I have like all of these things about me that like people may interpret as like very brash or like whatever, but like I'm super community oriented as an artist. And like, I really, I really treat a lot of these guys, some, a lot of which I've never met in person. I treat these guys like my friends, like really, like we sometimes don't even talk about music and that's okay. And some of us have talked for a year plus, and we still haven't really made music. Was was the was your like group chat? Remember when you made? Well, I don't know if that's still a thing. But yeah, like, we have group chats. Yeah, but like that one. Discord. What was the one with the yeah the bird bear, eagle bear. Eagle bear. Yeah. Oh, bro, I don't have the eagle bear chats running anymore. I didn't think you did, but I I. It's cone gang now. Now it's cone gang. Okay, so That's do you have base. a so do you have a group chat for people that are fans of your music? Is that what it is? Or not is anymore? It? I'm gonna make a Discord, but I haven't made it. I'm Discord doing it yet. for my business right now. I'm making one, but I'm I'd, I'd like to. I was I'm exploring that for the music as well. So that's Discord why I is gas. Mm -hmm. Discord is and super I'm taking far. it. I'm not doing it on any. I want to do it on Discord because I want to make it less like pressure of like business and money and all this shit like i want it to be more of like a community of just like yeah you don't have to talk about what you're doing all the time like or what what your job is or what your thing like you can just be a person discord is spectacular for community yeah i'm in discord for like this one server and like a lot of us we met each other in person it's like really cool it, it's it's family really like mm. music music industry is relation <clears throat> relationship based that's why it's so important to be real be authentic and be okay with not everyone liking you because there's always or if you get bumped at a show and not making a big fit about it <laughs> yeah it's like whatever at the end of the day it because... happened to me man i i got bumped at a show and i was just like you know what i want i know i might be opening for these guys again and i just don't want to do it i just don't want to start what do you mean you got bumped like they pushed you yeah like they just cut our set short and oh, that's what you mean. Yeah, I don't I don't really know what to do in that situation. But Dude, I didn't even know what to do. I turned the other cheek when it comes to like a lot of music stuff because you know, we got stuff to lose. That's we where I'm wanna. like, it's like, dude, I'm literally at the fucking bottom of the totem pole here. It's like, I don't want to be the guy that's like, ah, oh, he fucking bitched about four minutes last time. Like, no, fuck this kid. yeah, I don't want to be the guy that bitches about anything because at the end of the day, like the impression. Like, I'll go that get my own show. I won't make excuses. Yeah. I'll just go get my own show yeah. then. It's like. The it's, impression that you yeah. leave is really everything and a show is not worth sacrificing reputation over. Facts. Like, bro, the internet stuff is like really key and you don't want, you got to stay out of beef, especially as an under ground artists like don't beef like i don't beef with anybody i stay out of the problems as far as i can and when somebody else is instigating beef with me i'm just like bro like if we can't talk this out let's just unfollow block each other whatever let's Has never talk again yeah a bunch of times but it's like we is don't it fake though or is it real like is it just well, do some people beef a lot clap back at them and yeah then... well not like dissing in a song but like personal beef because like oh, some I some see. guys okay. like always getting beef that's their thing so naturally your relationship with them will lead to beef because that's all they know I had a friend, I'm not going to say his name, but like it almost turned into beef because his thing is he beefs a lot. Like he even warned me. He's like, bro, yeah, like I would be not me, but he was talking about himself. He was like, oh, yeah, I would be so much 
more successful right now like everything's going well but i've just beefed so much i've gotten into so many feuds i'm like wow this guy is really making a point so i took that advice that's why i stay out of beef but then he almost started beef with me because he got mad at me for something it's like bro like i really rock with you like i'm a fan of his music too so it's like let's not have these problems so we just don't talk anymore and we're cool but it's just kind of sad because it's like i know some people are prone to beefing but it's like i came into this as a fan of your music like don't beef with me like i'm not the like i love your music stop like you're aiming at the wrong guy right now it's weird so it's, it's weird energy yeah. like you probably, it's mad weird that's it's, that's like yo because my, i like your music and literally i'm streaming you yeah and like i'm helping pay your bills so like yeah. why are you beefing and like, i have finite fucking energy see that's where it comes to me it's like yeah. i don't have energy to put out towards these people to try to tell them they're wrong I don't give a fuck if they know they're wrong or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't care exactly. if they know. I don't, yeah, exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> I'm dealing with enough up here. Exactly. And I'm sure everyone I is. <laughs> everyone is. We have our own and stuff going on. And those people are dealing with, like, even more. because, And they that's are. just an outward expression of what's happening yeah. inside of them. Exactly. And I was about to make a point. I was talking to my manager this morning. Like, this is just me being super transparent. He was talking about how this one industry producer really rocks with his other client. And I'm like, yo, fuck that industry producer. And my manager's like, no, not fuck him. He didn't do anything. I'm like, you're right. The only reason I said that is because I'm salty that he won't work with yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I I'm rational about it to the point where, like, yeah. sometimes I'll get mad and say, fuck this person because mm -hmm. I'm, like, such a fan of them and I'm just salty that they won't work with me. Yeah. Like, I that's the thing. Like, I feel like people don't like a appreciate that about me is like my honesty is because sometimes people just don't want to hear it but that's the yeah. thing like i'm rational enough to stay out of beef because i'll realize if i'm mad at somebody it's usually out of my own insecurity mm -hmm. like if i'm like mad at a dude because he's like with a girl that i used to talk to i'll be like damn like he's with her it's making me feel a type of way and i don't like it instead of bottling up and being like oh well he looks weird he doesn't look weird at all i'm just salty that he got her and she doesn't want to fuck with me anymore that's why i have a problem with him he could be the nicest guy in the world maybe he and i would be friends but in that moment my emotions are getting the best of me and the problem is with some artists they let their emotions get the best of them and they can't rationalize why they feel that way so they'll be like yo ethan's a fucking bitch or some shit it's like bro the only reason why you're saying that is because we had a miscommunication about a collab we were supposed to do mm -hmm. and now you're talking shit about me like yeah. bro like i rock with you let's not do this mm -hmm. like i don't know it's, bro. It, the easiest thing you can do is take it personally that's the easiest thing yeah. you can do the, yeah. the hard thing the real <laughs> the thing that's noble yeah. is the thing is if you don't because and it, it it comes down to you at the end of the day and it's like yeah. we, this is the second time we scheduled this podcast i could have said fuck dude fucking try to get ethan ross fuck fuck ethan ross bro didn't even fucking imagine show that that would be crazy uh, but i could have done that and but this is the thing dude I fucking live in a world. I do sales. Like nothing gets to me when he, when people like. I just know it's not personal. Like I know yeah, you're not looking not at personal. like, oh, uh, dude, it's Sully, so I can just do. It's like, no, nah, yeah. dude, like you got your own shit going on. Like I just, I don't. That's I why don't I was trying to be honest the, that day. No, dude, you were the, the way that that you like you called me and everything we talked like dude that's that's exactly how i would that's that was just respectful that was respectful i appreciate and, it and but the, drink, drink your water drink <laughs> stay hydrated folks stay hydrated yeah but but i could have felt a type of way if i wanted to but this is the thing man i just i don't even take 
I don't even say I just try to just not say, I'm not saying I'm like some fucking perfect person. I'm just I've I used to take things way more personally than I do now. That's me too. Yeah. Me too. I realize that sometimes when people don't answer my DMs is because we're just not friends. Not everyone's your friend. Like, relationships take time to build. Mm-hmm. Me and my boy Jack, we've been friends for like a year now. We have a relationship now. One, two months into our relationship, maybe I wasn't as high up in his list of priorities. Mm-hmm. Maybe he wouldn't have, like, picked up as often. But now he does because we built a friendship, you know? So mm-hmm. when you actually build a relationship with people, they'll treat you better. Mm-hmm. And more like priorities. Why? Because you're close. That's why the music industry is built on relationship. And so like, yeah. So if I DM this one guy and he leaves me on scene, it's not because he doesn't rock with me. He just might not know me. This dude literally doesn't know me. Dude, his girl could have called him right in that moment and he forgot and then three Or he slipped and fell. That's what I'm saying. Literally, dude could literally slip in the hallway and hurt his elbow. The easiest thing you can do is try to make up some whack ass (laughs) excuse of why it's personal it's like, exactly yeah. bro i have artists i'm cool with now who literally when i reached out to them and they're like not even that big they're just like kind of around my size or like maybe a little bit smaller like around my size but like when i first hit them they left me on scene and didn't want to talk i didn't take it personal because then i learned like this artist suffers from anxiety like serious anxiety so i'm like okay that definitely played into it and the more i get to know people the more i realize sometimes they don't respond to messages because they're going through something mentally and they don't know how to respond Mm -hmm. so yeah people people got stuff going on and it will and that i wanted to actually touch on that when you were really talking about what you were going through how many dude think how many artists are just going through this mental like just artists are just plagued and and as you know that's why they're on a lot not i'm not saying all artists but lots of artists are on drugs smoking way too much weed just just using alcohol as a crutch like it's just it's a thing for artists i'm not talking out of turn here it's we all know it but like you're around a lot of artists like you probably see they know what it is with me though so like they don't invite me where all that's gonna happen i don't get invited to stuff like that and also like girls i talk to usually smoke and everything and they don't like i make it clear no one's judging anyone like Mm -hmm. we we don't we don't walk into shit judgmental with me so like it's like i wish i i just want people who probably do need help to get it you know it's like I just, it's easy, very easy to numb it with with anything. I mean, it's, I've done it. I've, all, I've done a lot it. of it. I've done a lot of different drugs. I've done a lot of shit I shouldn't have done. And I've me had a too. lot of problems, and I still have problems on and off. I've had and, problems with weed because yeah. I've smoked bad weed, and it's, like, made my heart race. Oh, like, yeah. we used to smoke this shit called train wreck. It's oh, yeah. like, bro, why were we smoking something called train wreck, bro? And then, and then we get surprised that makes us feel like a fucking train wreck. Should have smoked like, the blue dream, man. You would just have a nice little blue dream. Pretty sure I've tried that and it didn't work either. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've tried all like the indicas. Yeah. And like this shit also makes my heart pound and makes me hear voices. I almost, so I'm like, I feel I'm out. I almost died because of vapes. So I was addicted to those. You almost died. I mean, I blacked out like three times. No, it's an exaggeration for sure. I've told the whole story on this podcast before, but it's an exaggeration. But I. But I, yeah, I mean, no, I don't know if I almost died, but I definitely had adverse health, That's pro- crazy. serious health problems. Went, By the went way, in the ambulance you might need to cut out the, the Coke thing I said. Just, I can cut out whatever you need. 
Yeah, that was the only thing. You could leave in everything else. Just cut out the coke thing. <laughs> leave the weed, though, because what we can talk about is that I have a lot of friends that smoke weed, and I think you do, too. We all do. I mean, I smoke weed, yeah. So. Okay, so I don't. So there you go. Mm-hmm. I am the friend who... I am the friend who doesn't drink or smoke weed. When I do yeah. drink, it's a special occasion. And I okay. don't get drunk, I get buzzed. Mm-hmm. I get buzzed, and then I like text a bunch of people just saying random stuff. Hey, I fucking love you, man. Yeah, it's actually a lot of fun. I actually want to do that again soon because I kind of feel like I'm floating and shit, and I'll just zone out and I'll just I'll just send like messages to people and yeah. be like, "Yo, bro, like I never told you this before, but I think you're fire as hell." It's really funny. Like we had this whole conversation, and I'm over here just being honest about like shit that like lights a fire under my ass, and I think it's time that I express like how nice I am to. A lot of people and it's like genuine niceness like i'm not mm-hmm. fake nice to people i've been fake nice to people a lot because i feel like there's a lot of pressure to do that when you're doing music mm-hmm. but like usually when i send compliments it's because i've been thinking it for a while <laughs> and i really just want to tell the person like this one dude haji like i just hit him up one day i'm like yo i love what you're doing and he's like yo that means a lot because sometimes you just love what somebody's doing and you want to tell them straight up like hey, bro whatever you're doing i don't know what it is but I like it, dude. Aren't lot. those the best messages to get to? Where it's yeah. like they don't even t- like they don't have to say anything. They just say, "Yo, I fuck with what you're doing." <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. Some of the be- I don't need to. Do you fucking tell me anything? Yo, I fuck with that shit. All right, fucking sweet. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> like, what it is, but I yeah. fuck with it. Like, yo, I love. I also love too when people get like they're like, "Yo, this one song, that one lyric on there, I fucking," t-, and they get real nitty gritty. Appreciation for both that, people. That's cool too. Yeah, it's yeah. like there's some people go deep, and other people are like, "No, nah, I fuck with it." That's it. You know, it's like. Um, you touched on people giving bad advice, and this is something Oof. a question that I dangerous, really like, dangerous, dangerous. Um, what is the some bad advice you've gotten about being an artist? Like, what is the worst piece of advice somebody's given you about become trying to make it as an artist? Uh, the lyrics don't matter; only the sound matters. The lyrics, what you're saying, does matter because your fan base is gonna resonate with the real lyrics that you're saying, not the bullshit. Your lyrics. real fans are gonna, yeah. Well, yeah, and it goes beyond the vibe. You could have fake fans too that still like your lyrics because your lyrics are dope as hell. So, like, even people with simple lyrics are usually being honest, and that's what makes it resonate. Like, if I make a song where the whole song I'm saying, I'm in the car. I'm in the car. It's dope because why? I was probably in a car that day. Or like I have a song where I'm like, I eat spaghetti. I eat spaghetti. I've eaten spaghetti a lot and I'd be telling the truth if I made that song. So yes, it's simple, but it's also honest. So yes, the lyrics matter. Because, you know, um, what really makes shit resonate is when you're telling a story of something that happened. Do, do you, Regardless yeah. of what it is. Do you have a certain way that you write songs? I like to keep it honest and straight to the point. Do you have like a goal for the song or something or like a story yeah. you're trying to tell or like how yeah. does it work? I think when I approach a beat, especially if it's a challenging beat that's difficult for me to do, I need to be even more honest. So I need to like get into the details, like get into the juicy stuff. That's what I did for one of my upcoming songs. It's called Scared of the Dark. With a song like Katana though, does with say with that song, did the hook just come to you? Yeah. Yeah, cuz songs like that are about um an experience with just one very specific individual so that those are easy because those are like okay what happened on this day i'll like go into specific dates too so like okay this happened on july 1st i remember how i felt that day i remember how she made me feel and i I remember these details so straight to the details no cutting corners 
made me feel like this and then it resonates because it's honest so yeah this is like the rapid fire round or something but i'm i'm really enjoying this um love the rapid fire yeah man pew 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 <laughs> some shit Real like rapper that. shit bro exactly when it so what do you write them on your phone and your notes on my phone okay on my phone everything's yeah. on your phone uh majority of it is on my nothing phone. on paper at all uh, I like doing paper, but on my phone is usually Paper's not what's practical, there. that's a problem. Well, paper, I have to write real fast. Oh. I like to type while I'm there. So I make songs on the spot. So I'll, I'll be behind the mic and I'll pull out my phone and I'll just be do typing. Do you record in your own house or whatever? Or do you go always go somewhere? Uh, my work? goal is to start recording in my own house, but usually I record at my friend's house. And you'll my literally, friends produce. you write as you record, basically. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just pull up to the house and we'll chill for a bit. And then uh, when it's time to record, I'll just go as I go. So like, oh uh, shit, yeah. So it's, so it's, so it's not like you like sitting down at home like in an intimate setting and just writing the song, and then the recording's completely separate. The the intimate setting that you described is also a great option. Not gonna lie, mm. that's also really good. No, I'm just very interested in your process. I think the process varies depending on who I'm working with or like what type of song it is. You do a lot of collabs. Yeah, I like working with people. Mm. How, I used to yeah. not. How is it making making solo stuff versus collaborations? Because you've done a lot, a good amount of collabs. A lot of them with like a few people in particular, but that's got to be a little different when you're having Hella. somebody else's you know process. But, but I'll say this: the solo songs are also collabs because they're with the producer. Ooh, yes. So they're still collaborative because it's still that's so. Why brains don't people talk about together. yo? The producer is like fucking so, still underrated. Every producer still I work with is an dude. artist yeah. as well. So nobody they, thinks about that though. I I give credit where it's due. Yeah. That's one thing that I always like. That's one thing that I always took pride in. Like people could hate me, but one thing people know about me, I give credit where it's due. Mm. Like I will, I will talk well about people obviously if people don't like you they'll leave that out the equation but i have very good things to say about people like the people i work with the reason why i speak so highly of them is because i know how talented they are and i know how hard they work i know i know what they put in mm -hmm. they do this around the clock yeah. and they work super hard and they deserve it for real yeah i just feel like producers are so just under like they're underappreciated sorry not underrated underappreciated the artists that appreciate them are the artists that are doing it the right way so here i could get you like a now you're good if you want. i'm about to turn it off anyway i think that's dope that you're people used to do that all the time but no we haven't done i used to stream it on put it on ig too but it's okay i have four cameras so it's like it's so much for me to do as it is but yeah dude i love is. it I, I hope people are enjoying it man but uh i think they are yeah man they love listening to, dude it's like i like this is uh i'm just having fun man for people listening like i'm literally no, just this having is a good fun time. as hell because i like to just be honest and shit because like i said like now that i'm at a point in my life where i'm i'm less focused on being likable and more focused on just being honest um better things are coming to me because when you only focus on being liked and you don't focus on like feeding who you really are you miss out on things and you miss out on making connections with people who who share qualities with you would you say that it wasn't that there would be no world where or in this life you could never not do what you're doing right now like there was never a th was there ever a thought in your mind like oh, i could just go and get a normal job and like kind of do that like it just seems to me that you're struggle. really on this mission of like and it's, i'm on this mission because i would yeah. struggle doing anything else yeah, uh, i'm supposed too. to be doing what me, i'm doing it's like it's me, but i like 
you're in society we're meant to think that's like fucking crazy or some shit where it's like oh you don't want to do the normal thing well you're wrong they think it's crazy until you start making money mm-hmm. then they don't think it's crazy anymore but then it's like you know what it's, it's funny though it's kind of always something at least with my dad it's like yeah all right cool you're making money all right you paying the bills yeah can you take your girlfriend out? Yeah. All right, cool. Would you have health insurance? You know, it's like, it's always something. All right, no, I'm not making a fucking million yet, but it's working. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always something. You're on your way. Yeah, as long yeah. as you're on your way and there's tangible progress, people can't really say anything. I always... Yeah, I when always, people yeah. open their mouths is when the progress stops. That's mm-hmm. why, like, wow. I'm always on a mission to keep things going up and up and up and have constant milestones. Because really, like, the family that I come from put a lot of pressure on me. And so mm-hmm. I make sure that I show them all my milestones. So your dad really does ask you, like, what's good with the music right now? Like, how's your... Like, what, well, what, all my yeah. family does. Okay, that's like, good. That's I'm from, I'm from, like, a good family. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was raised in a good family, like, having things. Mm-hmm. Like, I had shit as a kid. Your parents were together? Yeah. Yep. Oh, I was very blessed and fortunate as a kid. Like, my parents were together. We had a nice house. Like, parents did a lot for me. Like, so, yeah, the pressure was definitely on for me to, like, make something of myself. But if you, yeah, if you weren't doing this, though, you'd have to do something. Like, you'd have, like, an angle. I'd have to do something. And, like, you bet every time I get paid, I tell my mom. Mm Mm-hmm. Just to, re- dude, just to reassure her. Every, yeah. Dude, I don't care if it's a hundred bucks. I say, yo, mom, I made a hundred bucks. Like, mom, I'm making a lot yeah. of money right now. She'll yeah. be like, oh, that's great to know. It's yeah. like, mom, I did this many streams. Oh, that's great to know because yeah. my parents just want to know that I'm that I'm making something of myself. Yeah. They don't care if I'm like the best or, or better than the next man because that's not what I care about either. Mm-hmm. I just care about providing for myself and for people around me and making something of myself. And that's what my family always wanted for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like my grandma's even more blunt with it. She'll be like, are you making money? And I'll tell her yes. And I'll explain to her how. And she just kind of won't understand because it's like, yeah, my, the yeah. one, the question my grandfather always asked me was, are you making money? <laughs> you know, and he always yeah. wanted, he didn't, he wasn't that type of guy that was going to, oh, how you doing? He never said that. Same. He said, are you making money? But he was just, that's what he did. His life was grind, <clears throat> grind. Same. From that, the, that was forever. my grandpa too. Yep. That was my grandpa too. Yeah, just like there's no other way about it. Like side jobs, working the regular job. Then yeah. you have three houses. You got to rent out these houses. You got to make the other income. You got to, you know, it's like that's what it was. So I'm like, shit, I got to like, I mean, my dad's a real hard worker, too. So like he doesn't know anything else but work, man. He doesn't have he bought a motorcycle when he was 60. So he could have at least some try to do something else. That's you crazy. Know? My dad is the same way. My dad works super hard. Mm-hmm. So isn't that cra- like you really do like it's ingrained in you without even thinking about it's it really ingrained bit. and what's crazy is that they are immigrants from the soviet union i'm a first generation american no shit yeah so they worked super hard to get to this country and really like cultivate yeah, but and think build about a life it for too themselves. turk like same like same with orphan dude yeah. yeah fuck what like a lot of these people dude, it's really, grunge, really you know like it becomes embedded in us to yes. really want to like carry the torch of the work ethic and and we we get to put it into our craft yep. and now we have this mission where we're like okay now and you we have go. the ability to do what you want what they didn't have that yeah so now we have the ability to actually do like choose the path and, and really take really hard it, at it really yeah. take it as far as it goes mm-hmm. that's why people like I, people are like i don't want to be big and i'm like i want to be as big as i could get yeah I want to be as big as it goes. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, man, I don't care about that. I care about that yeah. because I was raised different. Hey, the 1,000 fans, to- 500 fans, that'll get you, make you whatever. Like, that's that's a lot of, like, 
you know what people strive for but oh, it's like yeah. there's nothing wrong with having big dude i i don't even think like materialism can be bad but if you want a lamborghini you're gonna fucking work for it but there's nothing wrong with that people are trying to tell you that it's not good to have these fucking materialistic goals i'm like i love having those dude i'm gonna have a fucking 911 gt3 like that's the car i'm gonna have i already know it i fucking know the color it's like but i know like it's just but that's i don't give a fuck if you care about that goal i don't care either because i care it's not what i'm gonna want it's not everything i want in life it's just like that's i want five pairs of vape sneakers fucking exactly i don't know what that even means bathing it yeah, it's like, I don't know that, but, like, that's your th- version of my Porsche, is that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I want to everybody, a nobody jet. else, that doesn't matter. Just you. It's okay yeah. to want a private jet, bro. Like, a lot of us secretly want it. It's okay to want a private jet. I know. And Those then are dope, When bro. you just see people getting on it, they're like, it just came in. I just watched this video. I don't, you know Grant Cardone? You know who he is? No. Yeah, he's a big entrepreneur. Um fucking billionaire you know whatever wow that's crazy Under, he was on this show called undercover billionaires it's pretty dope man they try or what was it i think it was undercover billionaire they basically they take billionaires and they drop them off somewhere and they make them try to build a million dollar business in like 60 days and they have no connections it's like really crazy uh, but anyway this guy grant Cardone, he's this big entrepreneur online but so he, he bought a private jet with his wife his wife's fucking killer entrepreneur too nice. and there, the video is just them like all right it just came in and they're getting on it and everything they're like waving to the guys and i'm like a lot of people would see that and just be like fuck these fucking materialistic it's like dude you're just broke so you don't you just mad at exactly. people that have money because you're Exactly. Broke. Like, as a kid, I was a little bit salty, too, because I'd see some famous dudes. I'd be like, oh, all they care about is money. Like, no, a lot of these dudes were poor. You don't know where they came from, son. Bro, they probably came from poverty. Fucking and then way they poorer worked, than you. Yeah, and they worked their way to the top. That's why people care about the cars, because they grinded their whole lives mm. to have a nice car. That's what I'm saying. It's Bro, like when you drive a lives. fucking Civic, when you drive that 2010 Accord forever, it's like when you get to buy that car you're like bro, that's a moment you know when you get that rolls royce bro oh, when yeah. you get the wraith bro wraith, when you see man. the stars in the ceiling bro yeah. you know you worked for it because mm-hmm. you knew it came over time yeah. it wasn't something you were just born when with. when i'm in that fifth podcast studio that's like a fucking four thousand square foot I love thing, it. you know it's like that's yeah. it though that's what it is for me you know it's like yeah. yeah for sure but i know it's gonna happen it's just grind matter of time that's you know? all it is that's it it's a matter of time because things take time even if you work very hard mm-hmm. like i was on twitter and they were talking about like working out these two guys i know they were like yeah like oh man i'm seeing no results and the other person would just like nah it just takes time then you see results over time mm-hmm but for some people it takes a while and you know what that's okay because not everyone's timeline is the same yeah that's important that's something i i really learned this year we all have different timelines and you can't compare somebody else's timeline and think that's what you gotta be doing man i look at these entrepreneurs man like i said i'm around like i'm around millionaires like i'm talking to people who really do like just just like in the you know i start conversation with them and talk whatever like um but that's like i just I'm around. I've I know people who are my age who I had a kid on my podcast. Man, I had no idea how old he was. I found him on Facebook Marketplace selling an Audi R8. Wow! I hit him up. That's and, crazy. And I go, I look on his profile. He's fucking 22. I'm like, all right, selling his dad's car, right? Mm-hmm. Then I start talking to the guy, and he's like, no, I own this company. 
So I start texting my friends. I'm like, you know this company? They're like, yeah, I know this company. It's one of the one of the nicest exhaust companies for BMWs. That's crazy. I had him sitting in that fucking seat. He's 22 years old. He's about to be in, in some, this exact chair. Yeah, in that wow. exact chair. And but I'm like, I'm 23, and I'm like, this guy's 22. He's fucking killing it. Yeah. You know. And it's like so, but I can't. Comp- I don't compare. I no. just appreciate it. You exactly. Know? That's like when I meet 17, 18, 19 year old artists who are doing like 300k streams a week. Mm-hmm. It's like, bruh. That's gas because when I was 18, bro, I was doing zero streams a yeah. week, bro. I'm just happy for them. You know, just you're like, yeah, happy they're for killing them. it yeah. and they make good music too. And you so tell they them, you're like, it. yo, hey, get your mental health straight. Like, do that shit. It's like, yeah, you gotta, you, for all you can give them is just like that shit that takes time to develop, you know, other bro, than and, that. And getting yeah. mental health straight takes a while too. Like, I'm 25 and I just now started straightening all this shit yeah, but out. But it's like, and you're never straight. It's like a constant struggle, really. And it's, it's constant and it does not ever work. stop. Exactly. It's constant. You have to keep up with it. And if you do, like what I do is I'm a meditation guy. That's me. I don't tell people to meditate. Meditation is Only tight, you, especially out here. You got a lot of spots for it. Dude, so. I open a window in the summer and I just hear birds. It's great. And and oh, but yeah. that's what I do. So I do things in my life so I don't get to the point where I'm mentally just out there because Same. I know what I have to do to maintain it. Same. You know, but it's I it's know that all, not, that's why tomorrow, stop, like yeah. yeah. If I stop maintaining it, I'm fucked though. Then Same. I'll go back. It's exactly you know this man. Yeah. Um. I, you know, you wow. obviously think a lot. I'm going to take a moment on that one. <laughs> no, yeah. I just, I love that you said that because that was like almost a wake up call for me that like I need to take more days where I just, where I just do real self care. Like real self care. Like, yo, shut your fucking phone off. Shut my phone I'm off. I'm telling you. Yeah. For just, the weekend, like whatever, days, a day. Like Imagine my, that. My thing that I love to do that really unwinds me is like a nice workout. And like a shower after, really simple shit like that. Dude, it was seven thirty. I knew. You, I thought I was like, all right, he's gonna come eight thirty nine or whatever. I'm like, can I get a workout? And I'm like, you know, then my thoughts start going, and I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. I did four sets of squats. I did wow. twenty minutes on the bike. That's it. Thirty minute workout. Wow. And now at the end of the day, before I go to bed, I'm like, I'm so glad I did that. Yeah. You it know? makes a difference. But I was in my mind. I'm like, ah, oh, you could skip today. You worked hard yesterday. Nah. Nope. Nah, you nope. had time. You had time, so you used the time. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's ten minutes. Fucking like with me, do like some shit. I could do a hundred push-ups. I'll do a hundred push-ups today. You don't need shit. Just do push. You do them anywhere. You know, it's like, dude, truth. Love man. push-ups. Yo, it's so good, man. So push-ups good. are guys. Always do those pull-ups too. Pull-ups for me. That's my pull. I'm a huge pull-up. I'm guy. a pull-up guy too. Mm. I love doing pull-ups. They're so good, dude. Super fire. I got like a weight vest now too. I'm going hard. I'm like, that's amazing and inspirational, <laughs> bro. That's so badass. Pe- I can't. I've. Well, I don't want to flex here, but I'm not like a. I've never been the biggest guy or the strongest guy. It's okay. But I've always been able to do more pull-ups than ever. Like that's my thing. Like I'm. My thing was pull-ups. Um, the only thing I ever won, in the only thing I ever participated in in college was a pull-up competition. And one year I won it, the next year I didn't. I got like third or whatever. But I was like, that's just the one thing where I'm like, I fucking that's my thing, you know. Like I love that shit, yeah. man. You kind of get like, and when you you know when you work out, it's like you get that thing that's kind of like your thing. Oh, I love squats or I love deadlift or, you know, same thing with with music. Not everybody's good at everything with music. They kind of got their own thing, man. But um, some people are bad at choruses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So like you know, I know. so it's okay to be. Yeah, you can still get by mm-hmm. with mediocre hooks. Maybe you love verses. That's okay. Yeah, you'll still be successful. Oh, I mean that was me, dude. I didn't give a fuck about a chorus. I didn't even write them. I just had four verses in the song. Goodbye. Yeah, sometimes you really don't even need choruses. <laughs> like you have a good enough verse, and that shit just captures like the essence of what you felt. 
that day you don't need a chorus you just need that verse it's like it's like you're it's like everybody can have their dreams and nightmares where it's just like a strange just a stream straight, of fucking insane every line is the chorus yes that song is the chorus mm-hmm. same thing the with sickle song. mode yeah 100 percent. bro dreams and nightmares is such a fire example of that because he literally just took the whole song all the way through and did not need an actual chorus and then anytime you play it somewhere where people know it everybody sings the whole thing literally word for word yeah. and it, it's because of how hard every line resonates yes Every line in that song resonates with people. Grind like this and not like that. It's like, oh my In a matter of God. time I spent on some locked up shit, shit. in the back of the paddy wagon. wagon cuffs locked on wrist. See my dreams unfold. Nightmares come true. It was time to marry the game. And I said, yeah, I, I do. do. Yeah. And it's just it's like, like, oh, man. It's so much emotion packed in that one song mm-hmm. that I don't think he gave a fuck about anything else. Dude, why would you? I wouldn't. No. It's that like, song yo, is going to you, go forever. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm a DJ. So like I play that's that song. That's crazy that yeah. you're a DJ too. Yeah, like that's I got, fire. Mostly like weddings, but you know that's what okay, I, I, I weddings and weddings and events. And but I man, I I be playing these proms and homecomings, and I st- and for years now I've been playing that song, and I still play it, man. And and that core group of people that fucking remembers driving to that in their car or they had their mom put it on in the car and shit with their it's boys a like, it's a moment it's a moment that's gonna dude. last forever. Yeah, man, that's crazy, man. We all we we all have that song just in time, man. It's like. We we'll all have our dreams and nightmares, you know. But hey, man, to take a little bit of a right turn, a left turn, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. what is going on? You have. I feel like you really, like you said, man. If I ask you what the plan is, you're gonna tell me, and that's exactly why we're here. Of course. What's up for the next year, then? Like, what is this next year? Five. I don't know how. However far you plan out, but I'm very curious. Um, you know, especially before we wrap it up, I wanted to get to this, which is, you know, what's next for for ethan ross yeah so i'm gonna keep rolling out this single right now the single it drops in less than an hour it'll be out in like it'll be have been out for a few weeks when this drops just for fire okay (laughs) dope so i'm just gonna keep centering a lot of visual content around this single and just keep pushing it to people it's gonna be on a few more youtube channels it's gonna be on some playlists it's gonna be dope so People will be hearing it. I'm going to keep pushing it. And I'm going to follow it up with singles that follow suit. So I'm rebranding and, and moving into a, a new aesthetic and a new era for myself. So all the songs I'm dropping, they're going to be like kind of like a story, like a cohesive story, pieces that kind of put together like this this person that I really am or this this person that I am right now. So yeah all these songs they're going to come out very soon i'm gonna do really nice rollouts for all these singles i'm working on music videos and amvs that are going to be on my youtube channel so the the music video is being finished right now for never break and then scared of the dark with prompto is going to come out cover art's literally being done right now so super hype for scared of the dark that song's gonna go hard never break i love that one that song's gonna go stupid too um working on a couple more like funk type songs with like the cowbell like some fast-paced dark trap songs and uh also working on a full-length album full-length album's gonna have a lot of alts and rock and like even touch of metal of course funk too but like it's gonna be a combo of of everything so everything's just gonna come together but yeah up until the full-length project it's just gonna be some singles and some really cool videos to accompany the singles as well i'm really excited about showing people the new music and venturing into a very very different sound 
and um, being welcomed by a whole new audience, an audience that actually a lot of which was there for me already because of some of the YouTube channels I was on and some of like the influencers and tastemakers who have shown me love. Like a lot of these people already do know about me. So now I'm, I'm moving into this new sound where a lot of people might have even expected this. You know, so yeah. it, it's a little bit of a shocker, but it's not because I feel like people will be like, okay, we saw this coming, which is dope because I'm excited about it. And that's really what matters most. And I'm working with new visual people like same photographer I've been working with for a while, but like with videos, I'm with some new people. So super excited just to like, just to bring people into a new world as far as my music. That's super dope to do. For real. I was going to ask about the album, so I'm very excited for that. I'm an album listener. That's Me too. how I consume music. I love albums, bro. I mean, I'm a single dude, too, but like, I love albums, bro. Albums are so good. And there's something about making an album, too, that's really... Yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan of the album-making process. Like, I'm in album mode, but the thing is, I'm still dropping a lot of content while being in album mode. And... The, the pre-album content is going to still be going on in 2022, but my goal is to finish the album very soon. Mm. And a lot of the songs are done demo-wise. They just need to be mixed and mastered, and the beats need to be tweaked a little bit. But that's all stuff I could get done. So we're in a good spot. I don't do this a lot on this podcast, but mm -hmm. I feel like it fits you, so I'm going to, and you don't have to do it if you don't want to. But it, yeah. do you want to leave people with anything? Maybe any sort of piece of advice or any anything that you would want people to know, and, and and it could be specific or general. You don't have to, but I feel Ethan Ross. I feel that like you have this is very fitting. I feel like, especially since you're asking me to express advice to people, I'm going to say this about advice as a concept. So, advice is something that everyone should be careful with, especially if you're an artist or you're doing anything that's categorized as art or entertainment or anything that's like unstable like that. Be very careful with advice because a lot of the time, the best tips will come from you and the best direction will come from you. All those movies that you watched as a kid or like if you watch anime, or you watch TV shows, Netflix series, whatever, all this stuff that you consumes that's like influencing your direction you already know what to do and you already know what direction you want to go in because you've been sharpening the tools your whole life already so now it's time to use them ethan ross thank you so much for doing this no thank you this i has loved been it so much fun man i loved it ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of bobcast as you know we're on all platforms even the ones nobody uses thank you so much for tuning in <laughs> ethan thanks for doing this again thank man. you for having me anytime all right it's guys incredible please don't go anywhere we have something for you in the outro and we'll see you on the next one yes sir Hey guys, it's Sully. I've been running this podcast for three and a half years now. I've interviewed over 80 people on the show in person and virtually. Um, it does take a team to run this. We have four people working on this on a weekly basis. The only thing I ask of you is if you could please follow or subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. So whatever that is, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, whatever that is, please do subscribe and follow on those platforms. What that does is it will automatically download the episode for you on Apple Podcasts 
podcast and on Spotify and the other platforms as well, it will notify you when the episodes come out. So we release every single Monday. So just so you know, 6 a.m. on Monday, every Monday, every week, no stopping, guaranteed. So if you could just follow us or subscribe on those platforms, that would mean the world to us so we can keep this podcast going, grow the audience so we can have better guests, better content for you guys. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening and hearing me out here at the end of this episode. I will see you on the next one. Peace. Tell me, throw it my way. You can have this sinister. Baby, you'll be playing.